welcome to the DNF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and this is episode 27. Well, a lot of things have happened. Um, so I have two interviews, well, one interview, but it's split up into two parts. And it's about ECW 2000, so it's a wrestling interview. So if you don't like wrestling, I understand that. I'm going to try and get other interviews so that we can split the difference so those that like movies and stuff will have their interviews and then people that like the wrestling will have those interviews so i hope you enjoy now this episode is mainly going to be about um, i'm going to be talking about some of the books i've read i'm going to talk about the film borat 2 i'm going to talk about a little bit about the debate and we'll end with a quote and there we go so, enjoy. Okay, so, I've had those interviews and I hope you enjoy them. Well, it's just one interview. I've got some more interviews coming up, hopefully, this week. Um, yeah, I'm very thrilled with the response I got with uh, Dave Meltzer. I want to say thank you to everyone who listened. I put a lot of work into that and doing the research, so it's very nice to see the reception that it got. Um, the interview that will be up soon will be, well, when this, pod, when this uh, episode airs, it will already have been up, but it's about the wrestling superfan, and he has an amazing Instagram. If you want to see somebody who puts clips of wrestling together, it's, it's awesome. Um, but this isn't the wrestling show. So... Let's talk about a book that I just finished reading. It's called The Side Hustle, How to Turn Your Spare Time into $1,000 a Month or More by Nick Loper. And I really enjoyed this book. It um, really talks about how little things that you do in, in life will allow you to make income on the side. He talked about how to do courses. He talked about how to do a podcast, which I'm doing. He talks about a lot of um, different things. He has a podcast as well, which I haven't gotten a chance to check out, but I definitely want to check out because it just really um, highlights a lot of um, things that are good for people who are just looking to find a, a side income. He talks about, you know, um, publishing and, you know, coming up with a book, um, just all the great things that you can do with this. And it's a short book. It's only 124 pages. I believe you can find it on Amazon in the Unlimited, which is always a great thing. He has a, um, a website called SideHustleNation.com slash join. I, I recommend you look at, look at uh, check that out. He also to find his podcast, SideHustleNation.com podcast, and there's also SideHustleNation.com uh, Facebook, FB. So SideHustleNation.com, FB. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I learned a lot about things that I can do to uh, build income. He talked about selling a service, selling a product, selling an audience, and just different methods you can have. Um, so if you want to read a book about um, how, to, how to create a side hustle, this is the book for you. And... Ironically, it's called The Side Hustle, How to Turn Your Spare Time into $1,000 a Month or More, Nick Loper. 
So that's the book that I read. Um, let's move on to Borat 2. So I got a chance to see this, which is actually called Borat Subsequent Movie Film, or the full title, Borat Subsequent Movie Film Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. That's a mouthful. So I'm going to talk about this film a little bit. So spoilers, it's basically Borat coming back to the nation and he has a daughter. He, we find out that after um, the first Borat that he was sentenced to like 100 years or so in, uh, I don't know, basically slavery. It looked like slavery to me, but we don't know. Um, it's an interesting film. It's really funny. It, if you like the Borat and Bruno and, and Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, form of comedy, you will really enjoy this film. Now, it looks like they filmed this during the pandemic, which is amazing, or somewhere around that time. But I really enjoy this. This is done by Jason Wallenmeer. He directed it. So it's not um, directed by Larry Charles, which I was kind of hoping it was going to be directed by but in this one he comes back home and he finds out that he has a, a daughter and he has to go overseas to promote this monkey who is considered the greatest um, journalist or person in uh, Kazakhstan. The box comes and we find out that uh, the monkey is dead but his daughter is there and it's all about his daughter being trying to uh, pawn off his daughter to Mike Pence and it's really heartwarming and it has a nice story to it you could tell some of the people are actors and some of the people don't know what they're getting into but if you like his style I, I think you'll like this it's it's really funny and in this time of COVID-19 I need to be able to laugh as much as possible and at one point he addresses in the film that everybody knows what I look like as Borat. So you have Borat dressed up as like a regular guy and Borat dressed up at one point. He dresses up as a Jew and he puts on a long nose and he kind of looks like the Scarecrow in uh, The Wizard of Oz or even in Batman, the animated series. It's really funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't believe he was able to make this again. Um, the girl who plays his daughter, Tutar, Tutar, I think is how you pronounce it, is, um, her name is Mari Maria Bakalava, and she's done a film called, um, she did a film called Last Call in 2020, and another film called The Father, and she is uh, a Bulgarian actress, and she's really good in this film. And she keeps up right, she, she's right up there with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in the comedy because they're doing these outlandish things that, you know, you really need a pro to do that. There is a scene with um, Rudy Giuliani that is um, kind of uncomfortable and you're kind of like, why did he do that? But I'll let you see that. But yes, the whole thing is um, Borat is trying to pass his daughter Tutar off to Vice President Mike Pence. Now I'm going to, uh, I don't know, should I talk about spoilers? All right, I'm going to talk about spoilers. Uh, so if you don't want to hear spoilers, click off now. Okay, you've been warned. Here we go. Um, this is really funny. 
<laughs> there's a lot of jokes in here. At one point, at the very end of the film, B Borat is trying to stop his daughter from um, giving herself to uh, Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy Giuliani kind of is going along with it until he comes in. And it's kind of scary because he knows she's 15. Um, there's a point where he go he goes to live with these two people during the pandemic and he's gonna go there and um during the pandemic he's um me and these two now these guys had to be actors because i think i saw one of them in the bruno in the film bruno but they do a good job of um of moving the story along there is a an african-american woman who he brings in to babysit his daughter and she kind of fills the, makes them film, moves the film in motion. She had to have been an actor or else they're very good at just um, setting things up because it's amazing. At one point, uh, Tutar shows up at a, um, at a Republicans women's thing and she starts talking about her, um, her private parts and how she's never touched them before and it's really funny and at one point they're, they're like kind of clapping with her and then they're kind of like, Okay, somebody needs to call her an Uber, which is uh, which is funny. Um, it's making fun of a lot of the same things that you've already seen. At uh, one point, he goes in for plastic surgery for his daughter, and her daughter is trying to, you know, the doctor is saying that, you know, I think we need to fix her nose and this and that, things that she really doesn't need fixed, but just shows how the absurdity of uh, plastic surgery in this day and age at times that he's going to do that, you know, he's just trying to get more money from it. At one point he comes in with uh, the, the, the bill for the plastic surgery comes up to $20,000 and he shows up with a, with a bag in cash and you can see the woman counting it out and it's like this whole, like all the money's piled out there and he's like, you're only, you're $78 short. And so he has to go get a job. It's, it's, it's really funny, but it's actually has a lot of heart to it. Because this is Borat coming to see that, you know, his daughter has the right to choose. And it's a nice little moment um, combining feminism and the Borat uh, situation and things. one point he goes to uh, the CPAC thing with the Republicans and, and Mike Pence is there. And he's saying, I have brought you a gift. I have brought you a gift. And, you know, he's not amused by it. And they're escorting him out so it's all the same the uh, same kind of humor you would expect from Borat I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought it was really funny I'm glad it's out there if you have a chance to go see it or watch it it's on Amazon Prime so you don't even have to go to the movie theater although some drive-ins are showing it I recommend you go see it it's really funny if you want to laugh go see that and uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the debate, and we'll end with um, a quote. This is going to be kind of a short uh, one today because, fortunately, I'm doing all these interviews, but uh, I want to keep this up every week. So I've got some, I've got little things here and there. So this may be, it may only be 20 minutes, unfortunately. So here we go. I will talk about the debate next. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the debate. We had the debate. This was the first debate since the, well, since uh, Donald Trump had COVID. So 
we had the debate. Um, Kristen Welker was the um, moderator. I thought she did a wonderful job. There's that word again. Um, they asked a lot of substantive, substantive uh, questions, I thought. Um, they could have gone more. Uh, one person said they didn't mention anything about unions. I don't think they mentioned enough about climate. And they need to mention stuff about the Fed, FDA, the food in our uh, world, because I think that's making us sick more than anything. But they didn't mention that. Um, so I thought this was good. They said that they would uh, mute the mics so that um, if somebody else was speaking, I, I liked that. It seemed to be a nice back and forth. Um, this was the best Donald Trump has looked. He was very composed. He came off good. I mean, for th those of you that want, like what Donald Trump is doing, this is this was his best. Um, I thought uh, Biden did a good job of um, saying that, you know, the crime bill was a mistake. These things were a mistake and that I've learned. I thought those were good. He came off very statesman-y. Statesman-y, is that even a word? <laughs> and he really, um, I think he hit the moments he needed to hit. Same with Trump. If, if you like what Trump is doing, he did a good job with how he handles it. If you like what Biden's doing, he did a good job with how he handled it. It's up to you to see how you see these things. Um, I thought this was, uh, but it, it was, um, wasn't my favorite at times, because like I said, some of the questions, I'm just like, they're not really answering them. And they still haven't really solved that. They're still allowing these guys to just say whatever they want when they're asked a question. And they're not really answering the question. I think the moderator needs to stop and say, excuse me, sir, you did not answer the question. You need to say, you need to state that again. And they're not doing that. So I don't know. I, I'm a little frustrated with with some of these some of these debates. They're just not they're not going well, and I just um, I don't know. I want more out of them, and I'm not getting that. So overall, it was a good debate. Um, let's talk a little bit about the 60 Minutes interview that just came out with um, Trump. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't like it when he says, you know, they asked him if he's going to ask him um, if he's going to if he liked being asked tough questions. And he said no. Or he said something similar to that. And I was just like, OK, you're the president of the United States. You need to be able to answer tough questions. And he walked out in the middle in the you know halfway through the interview. They had way more questions to ask him. And he kind of just did his dodging of things. So I, I didn't like that. Um, Biden was asked questions. I mean, they were, yeah, some of them are, are framed in a certain way. The Kamala Harris one was a little frustrating because they asked her about socialism and progressives. And she completely backpedaled on that. And it just doesn't, you know, they, they got to stop doing that. You know, if you look at Medicare for all, it is the popular opinion of people to do this and they continue to play it off as it's like this you know subhuman thing that only some people do it and they really need to get away from the socialist label because socialist is just ruined um, democratic socialist or social democrat that would work better but I don't know I think socialist has become the, a bad word in this country um, but I thought you know I don't know 
I don't I don't know what I don't I, I'm not trying to influence this election I just kind of want to talk about what what I'm seeing but I mean it I, I don't think it looks good for Trump I don't know how he can um, do that he seems to double down on the Biden thing Hunter Biden and it's like the Hunter Biden thing humanizes uh, Biden it makes him look like a father that you know has a son that's having problems and I love my son and I'm taking care of him to attack him for that is just not the, the right way. It'd be like if Biden started going after Ivanka or uh, Jared. You don't see that. So I, for me, Trump, I would like to see him be a little more civil and not be so fickle about certain things, which just that 60 Minutes interview, that's all he came off as fickle. He's saying that we're doing a good job, but the cases are going up. This idea that thing he's talking uh, Anthony Fauci, his guy, CDC guy. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm trying to find good things to say about it, but I mean, if you like what he's doing, if you like how he's saying, if you like that rhetoric, then I guess that works for you. And you know what? This election, I don't want to influence this election. I want you to make up your own mind. So. You hear the facts. Here's what I'm seeing. If you like that, then vote for Trump. If you don't like that, vote for Biden. It's your choice. Do not be influenced by opinion or media. Come up with your own opinions. It is your choice. Every person has the right to vote. You vote the way you think is right to vote. And nobody can take that apart. Nobody can take that away from you. That is your right as an American citizen. So, so that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's end with a quote. Stop being afraid of, of what can go wrong and start being positive about what can go right. I'm going to say that again. Stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being positive about what can go right. So if we look at that, stop worrying about things that haven't happened yet and start living in the moment and make those things. Start seeing the things that you want to happen and envision those as happening, as opposed to focusing on the things you don't want to happen and be like, oh, what if this happens, what if this happens? Because that's an endless cycle. And if I can talk about a little bit about the law of attraction, the law of attraction is what you put in is what you get. You can go back to the early episodes to see that. But stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being positive about what can go right. That is what needs to, that is how we need to think about things and that's how we need to see things. Um, so with that quote, I give you that. Um, just be civil today. Be civil in this world. We need to be nice to each other regardless of our opinions, religious, political, or any opinions and try and be and understand each other. Because like I said in previous episodes, empathy is the thing that we need to have. So I want to say thank you for listening. I want to say thank you for all the people that listened to the Dave Meltzer interview. I really appreciate that. I appreciate every person that listens on here. If you ever have a question you need answered, I am willing to answer it. So I want to say thank you. There will be more interviews coming soon, and I will see you next time on the D.M.F.